Thanks for tuning in. Ham Talk Live will be on the air shortly. Please stand by. Thanks for tuning in. Ham Talk Live will be on the air shortly. Please stand by. This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you by Tower Electronics. For cables, connectors, and more, call 920-435-2973 or visit pl-259.com. And buy the ham station. Get your new radio or antenna by calling 800-729-4373 or go to hamstation.com. It's Ham Radio. Hey, good evening, everyone. It's time for Ham Talk Live, episode number 82, Public Relations Tips, and the Great Lakes Ham Con, recorded live on Thursday, September 21st, 2017. I'm your host, Neil Rapp, WB9VPG. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Ham Talk Live. Tonight, we're joined by Scott Westerman, W9WSW, and he will take uh, your calls live in just a few minutes. Last week on the show, Gary West, K8DEV, was here, and Jay Adrick, K8CJY, and they were talking about the 75th anniversary celebration and the new Crosley exhibit at the National Voice of America Museum of Broadcasting, and that's coming up on Saturday, so don't forget, um, they will be on the air. They don't have any uh, frequencies planned out just yet. But they will uh, be on the air around 9 or 10 Eastern and go until the uh, big celebration over there in Westchester, Ohio at 6 p.m. Eastern time. So uh, be sure to listen for WC8VOA um, on Saturday, and you can work the 75th anniversary celebration station over at the Voice of America Museum. Um, if you missed that show, you can listen to us at hamtalklive.com anytime, or you can catch us on one of those podcast apps like Apple Podcasts or Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, SoundCloud. We're also over on YouTube, and we're on Overcast and some others as well. So pick out your favorite app, and chances are we are there. And we're on iHeartMedia as well on iHeart uh, Podcasts. Um, so just a quick update on a couple of things. First of all, the hurricane nets, um, they are, they're stood down. Uh, there's still a lot of health and welfare stuff going on. So, uh, keep an eye on that and, uh, you can find, uh, those resources out there, um, on the internet pretty easily, uh, for some of the health and welfare, um, stuff coming out of the Caribbean, especially and, um, special event station, uh, W7NTV, uh, is the National Tribal Emergency Management uh, um, Association, uh, or uh, Amateur Radio Association, and uh, they're at an emergency management conference at the Tai Chi Palace Casino and Resort in Lemoore, California, and they've been on since the 18th, and they will finish things up tomorrow. 
Um, so make sure you look for them on 20 meters and on 40 meters. They are posting frequencies and times on their Facebook page. That's the NTARA, National Tribal Amateur Radio Association. Right now, they're on 14.245. So um, after the show, you can uh, look over there and see if they're still there. They've been hanging around 14.235, but uh, right now they're on 245, so give them a listen. And uh, I think that's all the updates we have for you. So I'll come back. We'll talk to Scott about some things. And uh, then we will take your calls after the interview. You can give us a call. And uh, I'll go ahead and give you the phone number to call. It's 812-NET-HAM-1. That's 812-638-4261. Or you can Skype us at Ham Talk Live. Uh, you can also tweet us anytime. Um, our Twitter handle is at HamTalkLive, but I'll let you know when it's time to call. We're going to talk to Scott first, and then we'll take your calls live. So I'll be back right after this from Tower Electronics right here on Ham Talk Live. This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you in part by Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics has been the Ham's dime store since 1978. When you need connectors, mobile and handheld antennas, cables, or adapters, visit Scott or Jill at a HamFest near you. Or you can order online at pl-259.com or call 920-435-2973. Stock up on those supplies like PL-259 and end connectors, SMA adapters, audio cables, soldering supplies, mobile antennas, and ham sticks. Their silver-plated end connectors are even used on the International Space Station. Tower Electronics carries MFJ, Comet, Daiwa, OPEC, Workman, and HamPro products. And don't miss their 0% off sale going on now. Tower Electronics, online at pl-259.com. Proud to sponsor this episode of Ham Talk Live. All ham, all the time. Ham Talk Live. Back. We'd like to thank Scott and Jill at Tower Electronics for helping to bring Ham Talk Live your way this evening. They're going to be in Cedarburg, Wisconsin this weekend. And then Saturday, October 7th, they'll be in Belton, Texas. And October 13th and 14th, they'll be down in Melbourne, Florida. Or you could give them a phone call, 920-435-2973, or catch them at their website, pl-259.com. Tell them you heard it on Ham Talk Live. We're here every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time at hamtalklive.com. Scott Westerman, W9WSW, resides in East Lansing, Michigan, where he is an Associate Vice President of Alumni Relations and Executive Director of the Michigan State University Alumni Association. Scott spent 32 years as a broadcaster, corporate executive, and entrepreneur after graduating from Michigan State. Scott is actively engaged with the Michigan State University Amateur Radio Club, W8SH, and is the chair of the ARRL Public Relations Committee. He's also been a technical coordinator for the New Mexico section of the ARRL. Scott was licensed in 1982, and he is the social media director for the upcoming Great Lakes HamCon that we'll be talking about. So 
Scott, welcome to Ham Talk Live. Neil, it's great to be with you. You read that just exactly the way I wrote it. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a, it's a pleasure to have you on, and, and I, I I feel like after reading that 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 I should play the Michigan State fight song here. Uh, but I figured that would be a copyright violation, so uh, I didn't uh, I didn't pull well, out my no copy of the violation. fight song. It's it's no copyright violation, but uh, I hear that often, so it's it's okay to go an evening without it. Uh, <laughs> okay. With you. <laughs> Every time there's a touchdown, here 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 comes an, here comes another um, Michigan State fight song play. So, yeah. Um, I, I do some sports announcing, and, and and with doing high schools, you know, they always steal all the college fight songs. So, I have a collection of all of you know the major uh, college fight songs. So I, I I do actually have a copy of it. But well, anyway, tonight we're here to talk about ham radio. So let's uh, let's do that. And and since you work. Um, every day promoting Michigan State and uh, the alumni and working with people every day. You, you spend a lot of time um, promoting things and, and relating with the public, and you also spend a lot of time promoting ham radio. So let's talk a little bit about public relations and, and how you can um, get the word out on, on ham radio and maybe your local club and um, and kind of spread the word about ham radio well i mean it it all it really public relations is is simply the narrative right so the first thing you need to think about is what is your narrative and for every club it's a little bit different because every club has uh its own personality and um it's its own membership and its own culture and one of the things that translated very well for me from my day job to ham radio is the whole notion of the club structure because we at Michigan State, the Alumni Association, have over 140 clubs worldwide, and no two are the same. But the narrative uh, we try and work with is very similar. So when we're thinking about what the value of ham radio is, the uh, the kind of the, the the old saw that we've always used is when all else fails, we're there, and we have a lot of really neat examples of that, especially now. Uh, when the um, infrastructure fails. For example, uh, today, uh, Carl Berry, Kilo Charlie 5, Charlie Mike X-Ray, set up a website, which is uh, Kilo Golf, Kilo 4 Golf, Sierra Oscar dash US slash radiogram. And what that does is that takes the, the current uh, technologies of a website and allows you to put a message if you want to get, if you're looking for somebody or want to get a message to somebody in Puerto Rico or any of the other disaster areas where the infrastructure is currently down, he will make sure that gets into the national traffic system. So that's an interesting piece of the emergency communications narrative. But there are several others that, that I think work equally well, and it depends, again, on the second piece of this public relations uh, uh, puzzle, which is what what is your audience, right? So, Neil, for Absolutely. guys like you and me that have been around a while, we, there, there are certain things that we're interested in, right? And yeah, that's absolutely. the typical club stuff. Uh, but the next generation that we're trying to attract may not be interested in that. And so that's where um, the opportunity to think about uh, what it is that your audience uh, is interested in and how do they like to consume information. So, uh, for example, at our, at our club, we do an awful lot 
with the maker movement. We hold our meetings in the maker space. Uh, we, we align with the various maker organizations around town because that's where we find the new hams. That's in essence what we were when you and I, when you got, I think you you're, you're licensed uh, around, uh, let's see, if you were five, so that'd be yeah. 1975, right? So you were 76. Around, yep. 76, around the same time I was. And back then we were still building things. And it was yep. still cool to use a phone patch and all that kind of stuff. And that's, in essence, what the maker guys are doing now. So when you think about that demographic, the millennials and some of the younger folks, that's what they're interested in. So part of the secret of public relations is, is number one, figuring out what your narrative it is, and then figuring out the, um, the network that you want to use to get it to them. For example, we think that websites, guys our age still think websites are pretty cool, but there are a lot of clubs out there in my world that don't have a website that exist primarily on Facebook uh, and Twitter because that's where their members are. So part of what you need to do in the club world is figure out how your your folks like to be communicated with. Our students, for example, Neil, don't open email anymore. If you yeah, want to talk to a don't. student, you got to text them, right? So that's, yeah, that's it, uh, nutshell you know, all about. Mine, mine are even getting away from, from texting, and I, I went to Twitter because they were on Twitter. Now they've left that. Now it's Snapchat. Everybody's right, on Snapchat. Because they think it disappears. They don't realize yeah. that you can screenshot all that and keep it right. forever just like anything else. But that's what we got to do. We have to be out on the cutting edge. And one of the most interesting things for me about the most recent hurricane adventures is the emergence of Zello as a communications mm-hmm. app. And some of my uh, more seasoned uh, amateur radio buddies say, well, that's not ham radio. But it is what we do, because after all, what my narrative is for amateur radio, and I think it's a very powerful narr- narrative, is that we're the communication and technology specialists. It doesn't matter what the platform is. We know how to utilize it to make sure that the message gets through. And some of this, I've actually had a couple of conversations with the folks that were running the uh, Hurricane Irma um, Zello net because they wanted to talk about, okay, so how do you guys really handle a net control situation, right? And there may or may not be a call sign in involved, but there are amateur radio guys involved. And at the end of the day, that's what we really need to, that's where our value add is. We're the experts in, in technology and communication. Absolutely. And uh, there's uh, there's all kinds of things. In fact, I, I got an email or, or a tweet this week uh, from somebody saying that uh, they were doing some GMRS uh, cross-platform things with with hams and uh, and trying to get you know something out there with GMRS that's uh, a little more uh, steered you know toward the public. And uh, although a lot of people don't realize you're supposed to have a license for that, but but um, there's some interoperability that's uh, that's going on over on GMRS, and I'd never heard of it before. So we're we're going to look into it a little bit, but. Uh, there's, there's all kinds of app uh, opportunities, and the, the app, uh, the Zillow app, I know, I think it even got overloaded with, with uh, a lot of things going on um, here in the last um, couple of weeks with all the hurricanes. Well, I mean, that, that's exactly right. And, and if you look up radiorelay.org, that's a group founded by fans of the national traffic system, and they actually created a guide for people who own GMRS or FRS rigs on how to use them to summon help. And they, they set out a, a, a system, you know, where you make your call for the first five to eight minutes of the top of the hour. And then you listen to tell you how to conserve your power and, and how to uh, 
basically setting up a protocol very much like we do so naturally in amateur radio. So I think that's part of the value we add, right, is, is we can train these folks in how to use their technology. And then what naturally kind of happens, I'm sure this happened for you, right? I mean, there's somewhere out there, there was an Elmer that kept you interested from the time you got your license till the time you decided this was going to be not just a hobby, but an essential avocation for you. And sure. that, that's sure. kind of what we do best is like that. So I, w- I was really glad to see RadioRelay.org put out a manual for GMRS folks and how they can use their stuff to summon help. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I just found out on on facebook here actually um that uh, one of my former ham radio students was lost in a cave for three days <laughs> and oh, really? what wait, wait a minute here how did that happen of course he didn't have a radio with him uh but you know uh, they they finally you know organized a search and they and they they, they found him uh but you know these kinds of things happen and and, you know there's all kinds of uh possibilities there you know and ham radio is definitely uh one of those avenues but there's several out there and and uh like you said you you get the message across of how to handle the traffic and how how to handle the flow and of course we we want to use you know ham radio stuff to do that with but um, you know, in an emergency situation, and uh, you know, we we may need to use more than that. Yeah, the platform doesn't matter at the end of the day. It's it's the people behind the platform, and and the great thing about our essential avocation is that we spend a lot of time encouraging people to get trained. Right. So, one of the first things I did when I was licensed was I I went to Skywarn training, and I was assigned my bridge down near Roseville in Metro Detroit. And every time there would be a, a watch that looked like it was going to go to warning, I went to my bridge and, and I looked for, you know, circulation in, in that uh, cumulonimbus cloud that was supposedly coming over. And and that's uh, that's the value that we can add. If you look at a lot of uh, organizations at, at Michigan State University, we have a, um, a CERT team and there are some ham radio guys on, on there. But the ham radio knowledge and technology and the, the ability to train is, I think, one of our strongest uh, – strongest suits and the, and it's um it is interesting because what tends to happen i think to a lot of us after time goes by is that we we kind of latch on to a certain dimension of the hobby one of the things that's so great about this hobby neil is there's something for everyone there's there's so wide array, array of things you could do with ham radio that it's very easy to find something you're interested in but as you grow older you, you get you get hooked on cw like some guys do or some guys are dmr or d-star guys or some guys are satellite guys like my good friend kx9x sean cutsco and you end up wanting to do specifically that and then you that's where you I, I think you get into some trouble because then you begin to think well this is what ham radio is so for example when somebody gets a license the first thing i tell them to do before they even go out and buy a radio, as I tell them to go get the Echo Link app for their phone and start talking to people there. The, the key is to find ways to keep them engaged and excited about it. And, and from a public relations perspective, that's the challenge that we have, is how do we tell those stories, right? Because it's the stories that really excite people about the hobby. Absolutely. And, and you know, and even as a teacher, that that's... That's chemistry, even you know it, it's storytelling, right. yeah. and and you yep. got you have to get those those stories in there to to get the uh, get the attention of them and 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 get in there and 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 get them excited about something and get them interested. And one of the things that I talk about a lot is listening to drive up headsets. 
They they have no idea that you could actually listen to, you know, the <laughs> yeah. drive up headset at McDonald's, and it's like, oh, you can do that. Um, it's like, yeah, you know, and uh, Thursdays after school, we have AM Radio Club. Come join us, and and, and it works. <laughs> See, that's fascinating. That's the stuff I love because there's always somebody somebody out there figuring something out. I have sitting next to me a, a Kenwood TK820, uh, formerly a business band repeater that I've repurposed for a 77-centimeter repeater, and it is controlled by a Raspberry Pi, which is using the asterisk all-star image. And, of course, I had some Elmers that helped me figure out how to do that. But that thing, you know, it has, you can connect to any All-Star or Echo Link node with that thing using DTMF. You can do it from a, um, an IXRPT phone on your, on your computer. And it has the weather at the bottom of the hour. I connect to, to, net, I connect to the um, uh, Insomniac's net every, every morning at 2 a.m. and to the Good Morning net every day at 10. It does everything that that controller we used to pay $2,500 or $3,000 for does. And it was some guy that figured out how to, Put it on a twenty-five dollar item, so that's that's what I really love about this hobby. It's just there's just so many dimensions, and for a guy like me that has a very short attention span, there's always something new and shiny I could play with. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Well, let's talk a little bit about what the league is doing. Um, you're the chair of the public relations uh, committee, and so tell us some of the things that the the league is doing to help promote ham radio. Well, I mean, the most exciting thing that's going on right now at the league, now that NPOTA is over, I think the National Parks on the Air thing that Sean and uh, Norm Fusaro came up with at at HQ was probably the most exciting thing that's happened, oh, since there were sunspots. The The last decent sunspot cycle we had. There were so many people that were involved in that last year, and there was just so much fun. So many new friendships were made. New stars emerged in the hobby. Uh, that was really a, a, an out-of-the-park uh, home run for the league. And one of the things that Tom Gallagher, our, our CEO, uh, started to think about is how can we engage the collegiate audience? So he came up with the Collegiate Amateur Radio Initiative. And there is a Facebook page for that. And there's a dedicated group of a growing number of uh, groups that uh, represent ham radio clubs at the college level across the country. Some that have been dormant for many years that are coming back. Some that are legendary, like uh, W1YU, the Yale University group that's got a net every Tuesday night. Um, And they're all coming together and talking about how to excite the next generation about amateur radio. And that's been great fun for me because what it's helped me do is to research what the things are that are out there that really make for revitalizing a, a college ham club. And if you go to my website, w9wsw.com, and scroll down a little bit, you'll see that, Revitalizing Your College Ham Club. And I've got about two dozen ideas that I picked up along the way, many of which we've used at the MSU Amateur Radio Club, which can work to get people excited about the hobby and, and get things organized and get things going. And the best thing about it, Neil, is it really uh, can be used beyond the collegiate level and you can plug it in basically to any club that's out there. And if you use some of those ideas, you can't help but get people excited about it. One of the things that we do at Michigan State is on game day, we attach an APRS beacon to our mascot. Sparty is the world's most well-known college mascot. 
And you can follow Sparty wherever he is on game day by, by uh, going to uh, APRS.FI and looking at uh, uh, the Whiskey 9 Mike Sierra uniform, W9, uh, W8MSU, Whiskey 8 Mike Sierra uniform, slash 13, and you'll see that's exactly where Sparty is. So that's just one example of many things that you can do at the collegiate level to get people excited, but also translates real well no matter what department of ham radio you're really working on. So you you heard it here on Ham Talk Live. If you if you're a Michigan State fan, you want to get a picture with Sparty. All you got to do is pull exactly. up APRS. That's exactly right. <laughs> and people have done that very thing. I, I you know I've seen guys that have come up to me and they're waving their um, their HT in their hands and they're saying, "This is how I found you." <laughs> and that's really neat. Don't you love hearing that when something uh, like that happens? That's the great. That's great. That is great. I love it. Well, uh, we've, we've got to take a break here soon, but I know uh, we want to take at least a couple of minutes here to talk about uh, another event that you're uh, associated with, you're promoting, and that's a, a new uh, convention up in uh, Michigan. That's the Great Lakes HamCon coming up soon. So take a couple of minutes and fill us in on what's going on with HamCon. Well, I'm really excited about Great Lakes HamCon because, in essence, it's it's the latest startup in amateur radio ham fest. We have this fantastic venue, the Michigan International Speedway. There are no races going on that weekend, so it's all ours. Uh, the flea market is going to be on Pit Road. We have a special event station that's going to be in one of the garages. Uh, the league is sending out representation. Rick Roderick's going to be our keynote speaker. we got Carol Perry, the legendary youth forums person that's coming. Uh, we have a few vendors. Our big There's so much going on surrounding our date that many of the major vendors who will be with us next time around can't make it because they're still unpacking from Pacificon and that kind of stuff. But we're really excited about this as a, as a uh, uh, festival that we think will grow. We have uh, representatives from the Dayton Hamvention coming up. we got people from Orlando Hamcation that are going to be there. And uh, we expect we're going to have right around 1,000 people show up for this first time. And if we do, that'll be a success and we'll break even. Uh, so the, the date is October 7th and 8th, and it's going to be at the Michigan International Speedway in Brooklyn. we got hotel discounts in Jackson. It's, uh, we have a, a ton of great camping. It's, this is a NASCAR event, so you know they do the camping stuff oh, yeah. really well. And uh, it's, uh, we got, we got the banquet. We're doing a wolf hong. We're doing the whole nine yards, and you can learn all about it at glhamcon.org, gl for Great Lakes, hamcon.org. And will we will we hear any you know sounds on the uh, PA of? <laughs> you know, it's it's gotta you know make people feel like you know they're they're at the speedway or. You know what? I, I had not thought about that, Neil. I think that's a great idea. Uh, we need to have some of that. Yeah, normally on race day, I don't know if you've been to an NASCAR event, but you can't hear a darn thing. It's really, really oh, yeah, loud. Yeah, so yeah. it's, it's going to be, uh, the, the venue itself is going to be so much fun because we'll have the whole infield. Uh, one of the things the Dayton guys are very interested in is, is figuring out how to make it so it, the, the um, flea market's not so muddy at Xenia. And at MIS, it's all asphalt. So we guarantee that even if it were to rain, <laughs> you're going to have a perfect place for your flea market. But it's okay, going to be now, great fun. We're, we're looking forward to it. Now, now I got I got to throw this out there. Okay, if it's if it's NASCAR, you, you know what's going to come up. You know, 
after the after they go down the straightaway, it's another left turn, and and, and you know what comes up next? Oh, it's another left turn. So does that mean <laughs> right. that if you if you drive those little scooters around at the Hamfest, you can only turn left? Yeah, that's good. That's great. Well, we won't we won't restrict people from turning left, but we'll okay. make it very okay. easy for you to do All it right. if you want to. <laughs> Oh, it's another left turn. All right. Well, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back, and uh, we'll take your calls, and we may talk a little more uh, about uh, Michigan State and the collegiate initiative and all that kind of thing. But uh, we'll give you a chance to call in, and that phone number is 812-NET-HAM-1, 812-638-4261. And uh, we'll be back after uh, we pay a bill or two and uh, take your calls after this from the ham station right here on Ham Talk Live. This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you by the ham station. For over 37 years, the ham station has sold new and used radios, antennas, accessories, and equipment to hams everywhere. Give Dan or Jeff a call at 800-729-4373 or order online at hamstation.com. Ham station carries all the major brands like Icom, Yezu, and Kenwood, and they have a wide selection of radio scanners, MFJ accessories, Heil Sound products, and Amplifiers by Mirage and Ameritron, Kushcraft antennas, and more. Easy online ordering is at hamstation.com or call 1-800-729-4373 to place an order and talk it over with the experts. The Ham Station, proud to sponsor this episode of Ham Talk Live. Ham Talk Live with Neil Rap. Join the conversation. Call us on voice with Skype at Ham Talk Live or give us a call at 812-NET-HAM-1. That's 812-638-4261. Now, here's more Ham Talk Live. All right, well, it's still uh, Buy Your Husband a Ham Radio Month, according to Twitter. So give Ham Station a call at 800-729-4373 or go to hamstation.com and... uh, and you know, leave that web page up and, and, and intentionally open. Maybe, maybe you know, maybe they'll buy you a new radio. You never know. Uh, be sure to listen to Ham Talk Live every Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time at hamtalklive.com. Check out our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search Ham Talk Live. You'll find us. And uh, it's time for your calls. So if you have a question for Scott about public relations, about the Great Lakes HamCon or the College Initiative. Uh, any of those things, give us a call right now. And our number is 812-638-4261. That spells out 812-NET-HAM-1. Or you can just Skype us. Just look for Ham Talk Live on Skype. You can find us there. Or you can tweet us if you're too Mike shy. You can uh, give us a tweet. And uh, that's at Ham Talk Live as well. So... Give us a call. 812-NET-HAM-1 is the number. Uh, now, let, let's follow up a little bit more on this HamCon thing because we, we cut that a little short. Um, you know, you said uh, my friend Carol's coming to, to do some, some youth stuff, and, and you've got uh, uh, some of the people coming from Dayton and, and Orlando and, and that kind of thing. And um, So what are some of the... Um, some of the other events that are going on there at, uh, at HamCon and, and, and fill us in a little bit more on, uh, on that. 
Well, we we have a full slate of forums that are going on. And this way, it's going to be very similar to what you experience when you go to a place like Dayton or Orlando. Uh, you know, we have uh, my good friend uh, uh, Dan Romanchek is going to be there with his uh, technician license in a day class if you want to get licensed for the first time. Whatever the area of amateur radio that you're interested in, we probably got a forum for you from DX to YL to contesting and propagation, uh, kit building, fox hunting, uh, QRP, QRP um, you name it. And, and several of the um, area clubs are actually using that venue for an opportunity for a, for a club meeting. Um, so it's going to feel very much uh, like a um, uh, one of the majors in that space. I mean, the main main thing that I'm trying to uh, make sure that that, that people uh, uh, realize is that this is a startup. We have, you know, some angel investors that are helping us get off the ground, and this is going to be the first year. It's, uh, it's, and, it, and we'll have our bumps and stuff like that. And uh, but the 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 great thing about it is that that both uh, the Great Lakes Amateur Radio Association, which is the group behind this, and MIS, are in this for the long haul. And we're going to take what we learn and, and make it better with every passing year. We are accessible. You, you were talking about scooters turning left. We do have uh, scooters available there. So if, if um, getting around is a challenge for you, we'll make it very easy for you. Great, great camping opportunities. Um, some of the best, I think, anywhere. Um, so you can actually – and, of course, the, the hotel rates are, are in our part of Michigan are very, very reasonable. So you can get there for relatively inexpensively, and, and, and it won't cost you a whole lot. And there will be a lot to do while you're there. All right. Sounds like a great time. Um, and, um, you know, like you said, first year is always figuring, uh, figuring out stuff, but, uh, it sounds like, uh, like I said, you've got a commitment for the long haul and, uh, it's just going to get better. So, um, sounds like a great time. So make sure you check that out. And that website again is a GL hamcon.org GL for great lakes and then hamcon. Dot org and everything that you could ever want to know about about it is listed over there in great detail. We're also on Facebook and Twitter, by the way, under GL Hamcon for late updates, as they say in the radio business. All right, very good. So uh, check that out, and if uh, you can make it up there, why? Well, uh... Sounds like a great time. 812-638-4261 is the Telio phone number. Uh, 812-NET-HAM-1 is uh, how you spell that out, or Skype us or tweet us. And uh, we'd love to hear from you right now and uh, ask questions here with uh, Scott Westerman, W9WSW, who's uh, joining us. Talking a little public relations tonight and um, a little bit about the uh, Michigan State uh, Amateur Radio Club and um, the Great Lakes HamCon. So give us a call, 812-638-4261. Okay, so while we're waiting here, let's get back to the the college initiative a little bit. Um, and, And I'm kind of in, in in the same kind of thing where we do it at high school level but mm-hmm. but we're yep. always trying to recruit new members and trying to get um, people engaged so tell us a little bit about um, what the club there at Michigan State is doing um, to kind of work with that college initiative and and how you're trying to grow the the, the club there at w8sh well, msuarc.com is our website uh, for MSU Amateur Radio, uh, and uh, we're 
we have a very robust presence on Facebook and Twitter. And that's, that's, you know, kind of a common theme that I'll be repeating is that you really need to have an outpost wherever you think your membership uh, is. Uh, and the kind of stuff that we've been doing over the last few years at, M at, at the MSU Amateur Radio Club that's been fun and, and is really easily translatable beyond chasing Sparty around. Uh, we had uh, a couple of years ago, we did a special event station for every home game with uh, customized QSL cards for each of those games. And you could collect the whole set by making a contact for every one of those games. And if you got, if you got them all, we would send you a poster into which you could place those cards. They had specific spaces. And that was a lot of fun. That generated a lot of interest. Oh, I love the, that idea. That's the other thing is to, really cool. is to think about how you make your shack state-of-the-art. That's really, really important. Dave Sumner, K1ZZ, went to Michigan State. And he's not even from the state of Michigan, but he came to MSU because back when he was around, was, was hamming, the coolest thing out there was the Collins S-Line, and we had one. We had that set up at the station. So now what our um, philanthropic uh, members are doing is they're helping us get the state-of-the-art stuff. So we've got a... Um, We've got a flex in the in the uh, in this in the shack, and we also have something really fun, which is we've got a um, um, Kenwood 480 that is connected to a remote rig setup. So if you're a student, you can take a control head and a remote rig with you anywhere on campus, and use the campus Wi-Fi and actually connect to the uh, base unit, which is located in the shack, and you can operate. So imagine if you want to take the, that, that control head back to your dorm room and do some hamming from back there. Or they, it's very easy for us, for example, to set up uh, a special event station anywhere on campus without having to worry about moving the antennas and all that stuff. So those kind of things are, are, are important. I think the most important thing, Neil, is programming, right? So you really need to make sure that your club meetings have – topics of interest that are going to make people want to come and check it out. And that requires some thought. It can't just be the latest build night or something like that. You really need to think about how you can get some rock stars. So think about getting Tamitha Scove to talk about uh, propagation on Skype with you for one night. We have a guy who is um, heavily into DMR that brought 13 different digital radios to show us and took us right back to the very beginning of how digital communication started to happen, how it happens commercially and, and uh, in the ham world. And that was fascinating. That draw, drew a bunch of people. And use your resources. For example, we have an, um, an AM, an FM, and a TV station on campus. And uh, we're, later this month, we're, we're doing a behind-the-scenes tour of the facilities there because they are absolutely state-of-the-art. So those kind of things from a programming perspective are really, really important. Another thing to think about is, is how you can interconnect with other uh, college ham clubs. And that's where the N1YR uh, weekly All-Star Echo Link net, the Collegiate Ham Radio Net, which happens Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern, is really a great place to make new friends because there are other folks in the collegiate world that have the same interests and you're able to broaden your reach even if you don't necessarily have a critical mass uh, uh, of members there. So that's, those are a few of the things uh, to think about. From a social media perspective, the real key is to make sure that your social media accounts have personality. One of the things that I love about the way you do what you do, Neil, is your personality exudes everywhere that you are on, on, the, <laughs> on the web. 
we know all about you and all about the things that makes you such a great ham and such a great guy, right? And that's what why people tune into your show because they tune in for the personality and the conversation. So as you're thinking about your social media presence, give some personality to that and have an interactive relationship. So be if you're going to do, for example, Twitter, monitor that Twitter feed. And when somebody retweets you or makes a comment, talk back to them. Engage them in conversation. The minute I saw that you had, you had posted about my joining you on the show, I made sure that all of our social media channels at Michigan State and everybody that I knew knew about that. And that uh, the great thing about that is they speak in their own voice to their own audience. Um, so it's a very important thing to think about as you're communicating is, is each medium has its own cultural language, right? So what you say on Facebook is different than what you say on Twitter. Absolutely, it is. Um, and But you, your personality needs to shine through there. They need to know who you are and why it's important that they want to make you their friend. And, and mascots help, too. So you've got, you've got Sparty. I've got Hammy. Yeah, right. Exactly. I've got Hammy, you know. Maybe we need to put APRS on Hammy. Well, it's 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 real easy to do. I mean, basically what you what you do is you find one of the uh the HTs that has APRS built in, program your SSID for whatever you want and and uh stick it on the guy's belt. And yeah. wherever they go, you'll be able to find them. We actually have an eye gate on campus. So it's very easy for even very low power signals to get out into the um you know the digital atmosphere over the uh, in the cloud, as they say, and uh, and that works. That's fun stuff. Use APRS, for example, to help people find you if you're doing a special event station somewhere on campus. Do do that as well. Um, the other thing to do is to think about other platforms. One of the things we do at Michigan State is that we have a Google Map where you can self uh, self pin your tailgate location. So if you want Sparty and his Appers uh, uh, radio to come your way. You can just put your pin down and say, this is where I'm going to be when I'm going to be there. Same things work with APRS for amateur radio guys. Very good. And and I love the uh, the uh, remote uh, through the, the Wi-Fi. Our, when, when I was in, uh, in school at, at the University of Southern Indiana, W9MOK, uh, our station was literally in a mop closet. That's, that's <laughs> where our, the radios were. And, and a lot of the radios... Uh, you know, really got a lot of damage from the humidity and, and all the contacts were always, you know, messed up and everything. But but we were literally stuck in a mop closet. It was the only place we could get with, uh, you know, access to uh, the, the tower and everything. And, and you know, it, it, was, it was an ordeal to get there. And if you had, you know, the remote and, and you can be back in your dorm room or, you know, back in your apartment or whatever and, and just hop on there, I, you know, I, the, the possibilities are endless. Well, when you think about the, the um, creativity of the current crop of college kids, there's a lot of ways to do it. You don't have to buy a remote rig in a 480. If you have Ham Radio Deluxe running any of your rigs, and you want to set up, um, you know, a, a, a remote control application like TeamViewer or something like that to be able to give people access to it. It's possible to set up a user list based upon your membership where you can do what, in essence, is going on right now at RemoteHamRadio.com, right? A lot of us yeah. got hooked yep. on Remote Ham Radio during yeah. Enpota. Right. Uh, and, and that costs money. 
but it doesn't have to cost money at your school. If you if you want to set up a ham radio deluxe with a remote control, you can do it that way too. Yeah. Now we've got an ICOM seventy three hundred, and we just bought the software for it, and and so we can remote from my classroom and and remote around, but. I haven't been able to get the IT guys to let us through the firewall yet, so we're going to have to... <laughs> that's a challenge, to, isn't it? Yes, we that's that the big challenge. challenge. Yeah, yep. so that's the yep. challenge. Now, do you, have, um, do you have any... Uh, do you have a hamnet uh, mesh thing going on where you live? No, uh, we don't We don't have any uh, any mesh that I that I know of, anyway, but the, with the... Because that's another interesting here, thing. It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, one of the things that uh, that our double E guys are doing is they're actually building an, an, a ham, ham uh, net mesh overlay as kind of a backup to the university's Wi-Fi. And it's totally, um, uh, you know, unique and separate. It's all solar-powered, so it's always available. And uh, what we hope to be able to do is actually interconnect it. We have a backbone that goes around the state, a microwave backbone, that one of our guys got some um, uh, Homeland Security money for. And that's all Hamnet stuff. So uh, depending upon the, – the thing that I love about this hobby is it's only limited by your imagination and your energy. Any yeah. idea that you have, you can make real I'm, with hammer. I'm going to have to cut you off there, Scott, but well said. And so uh, seven threes to everybody and seven to five. May the good DX be yours next week. We're talking about handy hams. Lucinda Moody, A8, AB8WF will be here. So uh, be sure to tune in then. So seven three for now.